Um, good evening to Italy. Good evening, Mirko. Yeah. Mirko Porta is joining us this evening and um, Wolfie's talks, and we're speaking all about saddles today. Uh, so thank you very much, Mirko, for, for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you to you guys, and uh, thanks for being here and gave us the opportunity to speak about our products and our lineup and how much the saddle is important. That seems to be a really easy topic to speak about, but at the end is one of the most complicated and that can bring uh, your cycling to an horrible level or, or to a top level uh, ride and training uh, if you choose the correct saddle. So it's wonderful for me to be here. So. Very good. Thank you so much. You are with Stella Italia um, as a product manager and racing manager. You, so, so you're dealing obviously uh, with all kinds of uh, pro riders and you're dealing with all the teams and you make, you just told me you make all the sponsorship agreements and contracts and so on. And I, you know, when, when I'm thinking about Stella Italia, it's, it's just a synonym for saddles. And I think it's quite amazing how uh, we're thinking of bicycling, we're thinking of Conago and, and these things, but I think, uh, Sally Italia is standing out for me in, in an amazing way that everybody who speaks about saddles and it has been, I think, 120 years exactly. you're, you're in the industry and making saddles. And I, I'm always amazed and humbled how it changes when you see timeless products like a saddle, like shoes, chairs or sunglasses that you think everything has been developed. But then you come along and you, you make a completely new design, a new product. And it must be very, very difficult to have these products always again reinvented. Exactly, exactly. Especially because we have some design that uh, has worked since years and years really, really well, like the flight, like the SLR. And uh, so our, all our customer, uh, the old one and the new one, uh, wants to maintain those kind of design, those kind of shape, because that, that suits perfectly uh, their bike, first of all, and their ergonomics. And that's the really, really difficult problem for us because we have to renew or reinvent those kind of shape, giving something new with new technology, but maintain the same feeling. So it's uh, really, really interesting and difficult at the same time. And uh, it's really also important to know and notice. And I like that our aesthetic bones and ergonomics are not going to change in the, uh, probably soon and is not changing since years. So uh, probably what is changing are the bikes and the way we use the bike. So we have to adapt some important shape like flight and SLR to the new bikes and new way of fitting and new way of use the bike like gravel, for example, yes. or a triathlon that is getting popular and popular every year. So, yes. It's really, really difficult, but it's a big, big challenge for us. And the more here we have uh, on our background, the more it's difficult. So it's a good challenge to, to face. Very good. See, I had the pleasure to visit your company in Asolo in Italy uh, and see what is happening. And you know, when sometimes you look at the bicycle and there's so many different components. And I think as a, as a consumer, you don't really realize how much work goes into a saddle and, and how much and it's actually quite humbling when you see production of saddles and um, we, we have a very nice video which is quite a long video but we looked at it several times and we thought really it's worthwhile looking at the video to really make people understand what Celia Italia stands for and I think you can see at the beginning we see the factory so I would like to ask Will um, to, to start the video and we want to share with everyone the, the three minutes sort of almost four minutes of the video but I think it's really worthwhile seeing the craftsmanship and, and uh, the, the art of making a saddle and what you learned in the last 120 years. So we want to start the video now and enjoy. It's a fantastic video. Enjoy. 
very much. I think this is fantastic. Yeah, I, you must be very proud to work for such yeah. a company uh, which, with such a history. And I think uh, seeing how many uh, races you have touched and, and you have worked with and, and how many millions of people you make happy every day with, with good saddles. I think that's, I really enjoy this being in the bicycle industry, helping people to get fit and in shape. But I think you have been a, uh, a very important part of, of this in, in history. So can you tell us a bit about the history of Sell Italia when it started 120 years ago? So it started uh, and founded in Milan uh, from a Milan uh, um, family in 1897, uh, 1, uh, sorry, and uh, was bought uh, by the Bigolin family, the actual owner in the 70s. So from that point on, so in the 70s, it changed and started to become an international brand. So it came out from Italy. So was spread all around the world from the US to Japan and etc. And it became an inter international brand, yes. completely international brand with the international riders and big names, as you know. So uh, from Pantani, Indurain, you know, and then from those riders to uh, the latest champion. So like Mathieu van der Poel for us, that is uh, our flagship man. So it's really, really, we are really proud about that, yes. I saw that you produce 3,000 saddles a day. This is unbelievable. Yeah. How many people yes. work for Fell Italia? So uh, not here, just in Oslo, 46 people in the, in the group. So we have, you know, Sell Italia, Sell San Marco and ID Match. And then we have all the production side that has more, uh, even more people to produce the saddle. Then we have some automatized process. So uh, some line go themselves directly and then uh, in some uh, saddles there's a lot still of handmade processes and on other not for example we have uh, apart from road saddle uh, other uh, other accessories like bar tape um, but then we can produce also we produce actually also uh, city bike saddle leisure saddle so uh, not only racing but also saddles for everyday use mm -hmm. and commuting for example you you said you brought some uh, samples for us as well some historical pieces because obviously in 120 years you have dealt with the with the best and most famous writers in the world so uh, you showed me some things yeah, before absolutely so for example this is the turbo side of bernardino yes. and you can see that this was i think in the history of cycling the first saddle with the name of a rider on Okay. And the first rider to be sponsorship directly by a saddle brand. Saddle company, okay, fantastic. This is one of the example. And uh, here we have a special model of Marco Pantani that comes directly from our uh, from our museum that you can uh, see in the video that you showed before. Yes. So with the original pirate logo. Yes, fantastic. And then we have as well. Uh, one of our biggest success that is the flight 1990 that was the first first saddle to win the olympic games in mountain bike just just to let you know how how was famous already even in mountain bike this kind of saddle yes and no, this was our biggest success for sure i started i started my business like 1988 and then 1990 the flight saddle this was this is an icon and I think it really needs to go in. Is it in the Hall of Fame for cycling? Because I think this is really an absolutely iconic product and it has, has changed uh, the, the riding style. It has changed the look of bicycle. 
um, I think it was just unbelievable. Uh, and, and was this the biggest success of Salitalia, that, that product? Uh, it was and it is because now we have just relaunched the new one. So uh, still there's a huge demand of the model flight. So a lot of people coming from the 90s uh, still ask for uh, old flight for their old bikes, but still okay. to have a renewed flight. In this case, the boost one that uh, I have here that has carbon rail, shorter, and uh, all the new technologies that we have on our site for their new bikes. So okay. still there's a lot of demand for uh, product with the biggest name. So SLR, flight, and et cetera, et cetera. So, it was a big success, yes, but still is a big success for us. Very good. We have a second video and we want to show the video which you had for the launch of the flight, of the new flight. Exactly. And I ask Will, please, our graphic designer who's doing an amazing job. And please, if you start the, the second video, just so people get an idea about the new flight. Listen. It's the sound of history. He's going for the line now. Here, in this room, since 1990. We've covered so many kilometers. How many champions? Too many to tell. It's not what we've done, though. It's what we're going to do. Can you see the future? We can. And it's great. The new flight boost. Settle. And I like the new logo. I think there's so much work going into, into logos and designs and so on. And obviously, uh, we, we're working on these things as well. But I think that the new logo looks really amazing. Um, tell us a bit more about the flight and about the story, the development, and what you think about the new flight. So uh, the flight passed from the 1990 models to uh, the 2000 model that was already more flat shape compared to the 1991 that was a little bit more wave it so was or still the same length and the flight in 1990 has a, had a big success because this was the first saddle with the visible rail because mm -hmm. the previous saddle were all without the possibility to see the rail and this was also a, an headache to fix uh, on the seat post as well so uh, this was the biggest success for this kind of saddle and the lightness because it was uh, really already uh, pretty light and then the 2000 model was already quite flat like the new one and then we passed it through uh, the short one version that is more light more good looking because you are able to see 
the shell as well here and here in this zone, the new logos and et cetera, et cetera. So on two sizes with all and without all. So uh, maintaining the same ergonomics was the main goal, but providing even more choices to our uh, end customers. So two sizes closed and open and then the rail and price level depending on uh, how much you want to spend. But uh, to be uh, honest, this is uh, a real, real success for us because renewing so, uh, so much famous name like flight was really, really, really difficult for us. And it took more than one year to rethink completely the saddle and to bring to, to the customer something really, really improved. Yes. And I think you really did uh, well done. I think uh, the team worked really hard and it's great. But you know what most people have, they buy a new bike and we've seen obviously now in, in the COVID situation, we see a lot of new people coming to the sport and now they're, they're buying a bike and maybe they have a saddle and now they have maybe some kind of seat issue yeah. and they're looking for a new saddle and they want to get maybe a better saddle than they have on their, on their bike or they just want to get an improvement. What's the best way forward? How is the best way to find the correct saddle for your bike? Okay, so uh, first of all, in my opinion, is to get a proper bike fit. Mm -hmm. Okay, because if you are going to choose a different saddle and spend some money on that, uh, because you want even more lighter and more performing product, uh, you need to be sure that you are well fitted on your bike. Because if you are using the wrong uh, stem size, the wrong frame size, or the wrong position, even on the correct frame and the correct stem length and handlebar, probably you will use the saddle in the wrong way. Yeah. So likely your feedback uh, after uh, the use of the, the correct saddle in the wrong way will be not so good. Mm -hmm. So uh, first of all, the bike fit is super, super important. And uh, beside that, uh, choosing the correct saddle in terms of width, so uh, the widest point of saddle, okay, so a small or, or large size, and the correct uh, uh, cutout. So without cutout or with a, a big cutout will make a difference. So uh, the most common problem on the saddle normally is uh, the sciatic bone uh, pressure problem. So you will feel a lot of pressure in your sciatic bones, and this is something that normally is related to the size or a wrong shape. So yes. a flat shape compared to a waved shape and uh, uh, the, the uh, soft tissue pressure. So you are using probably a wrong saddle, you are rotating a lot your pelvis and then your soft tissue get in touch with the frontal zone of the saddle. And if you don't have any count out or pressure relief zone, probably you will feel the dampness as the lowest of the problem you can feel on the saddle on, uh, for hours and hours until even worst problems. So uh, choosing the correct width and the correct channel or cutout is the, the most important thing before buying a, a saddle. Mm -hmm. But how can you find out what your measurements are and what, what is the best way forward there? Because you don't really know how far is your seat bones apart. You don't really know, do you need a cutout? Do you need without a cutout? So yeah. what's the best way forward there? Yeah, so uh, first of all, uh, 
dealing with uh, the dealer, so on the field, uh, in the shop, uh, first of all, a good interview by the dealer and then a, a good answer about the problems and the experience that has the customer on his bike is the best thing to, to, to tell and, uh, before choosing the saddle. And then we have developed uh, years ago some East instruments to choose the correct saddle in less uh, than 30 seconds. So we have developed a tool that is the smart caliper, that is a digital tool that can measure the grid trochanter distance, leg volume, and there's an inclinometer inside and can measure how much you rotate your pelvis in a stand position. And then this can give you directly an exact response in 30 seconds if you need an S size, so small size, large size, closed saddle or with cut out. Okay. In general, uh, we, uh, just for information, we uh, passed uh, more than three years developing this. Yes. Before the digital version, we add a manual version of the smart caliper uh, that uh, uh, has produced nearly 70,000 measurements okay. before the digital one. And with all these measurements, we were able to produce the digital one. And imagine that with this tool and our uh, bike club fitting system, that is a complete machine to do the bike club, we have more than 100,000 people around the world measured. So uh, every time we develop the saddle, we have a lot of data, a lot of uh, that, uh, so man or female, Yes. Uh, large size, small size, and the inclination of the pelvis and divided per zone in, all around the world, and we can develop better products for that. So the first thing I will uh, normally suggest to a customer is to go in the shop, get measured by your uh, trusted dealer, check your size, check your previous saddle, give the information to the dealer, and then change to a new saddle that can improve your experience. Okay, very nice. So you measure the outside of the hips and from there you put a correlation on how far the seat bones are apart and then exactly. you the, the saddle, correct? More precisely with the, the caliper opening heat, we measure the grid trochanter distance. That yes. is the zone uh, of the femur bones get attached uh, uh, to the pelvis, the more external zone. This zone is strictly and scientifically related to the ischiatic bones distance. We choose to measure that zone because in that zone on the outside of the body, uh, there's no grease normally. And then you are able to push and measure directly the width of the bones. Yes. That's why that measurement instead of other measurement is really more precise. Yes. And so we and we started with the directly X-rays mm -hmm. from uh, people, and we started development directly in the hospital, checking X-rays and measuring all yes. the pelvis and the scattered bones. And we create an algorithm that is inside this tool in order to measure and give a precise and scientific result to our customer. Okay, and then you measure the angle what somebody can bend forward, and with the angle you can see. How exactly. far can somebody bend forward on the saddle and that would change how the pelvis rotates and then you would recommend the cutout 
if they exactly. rotate a lot and you would create uh, or do you have recommend no cutout if they don't uh, are not able to rotate as much, correct? Exactly, exactly. So a saddle with a big count out normally is for rider that rotates a lot. Okay. okay, so likely they will have a drop between the top of the saddle to the underbar higher compared a person that rotates less than their pelvis. So likely their soft tissue get in touch with the front of the zone uh, often compared to a person that not rotate a lot. So uh, in this case, uh, a pressure relief zone or a count out will help uh, for sure. On the other side, we, we are still offering in our range a saddle without count out because there are people that have a less aggressive position on the bike and they want more zone in order to uh, uh, reduce the overall pressure over their gluteus muscle and pelvis in general. Mm -hmm. And then you offer saddles in different widths. So you have the smaller version. If somebody has a smaller pelvis and you have the wider version, and, and exactly. that's, I think, something quite important. What, what do you think is the biggest mistake people are doing uh, when it comes to saddle? What is the, the, the biggest issue you feel they're doing? So uh, the biggest issue is to choose the saddle because it's good looking. <laughs> because normally you should choose the saddle that fits you. Mm -hmm. Because if a saddle is good looking, but doesn't fit you, because the saddle is personal. So the problem is not the saddle that is not made correctly, but it's not this, the saddle that fits you well. Yes. So imagine to run a marathon with, with the wrong shoes. Yes. So it's quite impossible. And then at the end, it becomes a nightmare instead of a pleasure of riding and training and racing. So first of all, you should choose the saddle that fits your body and your economy. Yes. Second of all, uh, stiffness is not something that fits everyone. So yes. also in the pro peloton, I have riders that prefer more flexible saddle and then other riders that want super stiff saddle. The same for the amateur and uh, for a customer. Uh, we have customers that prefer full carbon saddle. They are super comfortable on that. Yes. There are persons that are more sensitive to uh, to the sciatic bones here, yes. and they prefer a more padded saddle, even sometimes with gel addition and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So um, this is, I think, the big mistake. And also to put the saddle from the old one to a new one without measuring the BRP or the anatomical center of the saddle and measuring and bring the new saddle, uh, measuring from, for example, the nose or the back of the saddle. Well, the saddle are different, so the measure, measuring here and here brings to different measurement on your bike. Yes. I think you have a special point on the saddle where you kind of put the center of the saddle, exactly. uh, which is interesting because obviously now with the trend of short nose saddles, if you would take an old saddle off with the long nose and then you exactly. put the short saddle on, then I think the saddle would move quite a bit forward. And then suddenly you have discomfort, the saddle is too wide between your legs. Uh, so I think that's a very interesting point you, you made there, that obviously the adjustment of the saddle is, is quite important, that the height is correct. Otherwise, people may be moving forward too, too much onto the nose. And I think that's, that's quite interesting. Yeah? A lot of people obviously looking in when, when they come and they're new in the shop and they're looking for more comfort, they're looking for a much wider saddle mm -hmm. and they're looking for something quite soft. They come and they push the saddle with their thumb, but obviously uh, it's, it's completely different happening when you sit on the saddle. But um, do you think softer saddles work better, harder saddles work better, or what's your recommendation? So it depends. Uh, 
it's really, really difficult to suggest a padding to a customer because there are customers that are really, really more sensitive to padding. So they need more padding and even gel in some cases. Yes. And there are customers that prefer full carbon saddle. Mm-hmm. Especially, we saw these also for endurance riders that stays days okay. on the bike. And there are riders that are able to do it on full carbon saddle and riders that need a endurance version of the standard saddle, like flight and SLR. So uh, it's really, really difficult. So in some cases, for riders that want a super stiff saddle, having too much padding would be for them something annoying or yes. that creates a lot of movement for them and for mm-hmm. other vice versa. So yes. and it depends as well on which terrain you are uh, going to ride. Yes. So if you're going to ride on gravel, for sure you will have more vibration uh, yes. compared to roads and uh, which kind of bike you're riding uh, and the way you are riding. So if you are super stretched on the bike uh, between underband saddle, probably you will have your total weight spread on the complete bike system. Uh, uh, if you are more relaxed as position, you for sure will have more pressure on the back of the saddle. So yes. probably in certain cases, having more padding and gel for sure will help. But what it change is the correct size and the correct shape for you. Mm, okay. Do you see a different demand for e-bike? Is there something different? I know you develop saddles for e-bike slightly different. What do you change with an e-bike saddle? So we uh, made, uh, for example, a special here, uh, let's say spoiler, in yes. order to, even on the standard model, in order to get more the sensation of safety because the e-bike normally are chosen by a rider that probably never rode a bike yes. in training. Uh, they are going to do um, a lot of kilometers, especially on rough terrains, for example, e-mountain bike. And they want to be more fixed and to be more relaxed when the motor starts pushing. Okay, yes. so this is something that helps them to stay more fixed on the bike. But in general, uh, having they're not too much related to the weight because they have the motor, uh, it's obvious. So they are more interested in comfort. So in general, the e-bikes are generally more comfortable. Yes. You think it creates a little bit more discomfort because they don't push as hard on the pedal, that they sit more on their, on their backside, let's say, and they don't push as hard on the pedal because they have the engine to support them. And if, you, if you're really going and riding fast and hard on the, on the bike and you push hard, you almost lift yourself off the saddle. That's is maybe a reason why you put more comfort and more cushioning in the saddle. Also, also, and also because for sure your riding position will be not so stretched. Because otherwise, if you're able to ride four kilometers at 40k per hour, you will not choose for an e-bike. So in general, that saddle are more uh, wider with more padding because the people that do 20, 30 kilometers with the motor wants to be comfortable. So in general, are more heavier and more comfy. Yes. So obviously, you're working as well with a lot of the pro teams uh, and you're very close with all the pro riders. So what feedback do you get from them and how do they choose to sell? You do the same process, you measure them and you have some good stories from the four Peloton uh, you can share with us. Yeah, so uh, we do the same process with the normal customers. So every time I go to a training camp, I measure every uh, every rider. So I check all their feedbacks. I check if they have any problems or uh, 
and negative feedbacks about their position, et cetera, et cetera. And, but I will do the same process I would do to with a normal customer in a shop. Yeah. So nothing special. And as a normal customer, a pro riders need uh, as every provider has his own saddle, not as customization. So we provide them our lineup that you that all our customers can find in the shop, mm -hmm. but they have the possibility to choose from different uh, bike fitting setup for sure, uh, yes. it's obvious, different saddle, for example, for TT road bike, and then they can choose their own shape. So they have a complete range where to choose, but the choice process is exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Apart from certain cases that uh, you can have riders that has big issue coming from years and years ago. And so in that case, they ask for some customization that we are able to do handmade here in Italy. But there are, I have probably on four uh, World Tour teams and then all the professional teams, mountain bike lead teams, probably a couple of cases, no more than that. So we are able to uh, work with all our riders uh, from all around the world with standard saddles. Very good. You're speaking about triathlon, and obviously this is for us a big market. We have one of the biggest triathlon clubs in the world here. We try Dubai. Uh, it's, it's a big, it's a big growing community, and uh, everybody's looking for some extra watts. And you gave uh, an extra watt on the on the bike. Uh, yes. You named your new triathlon saddle watt, and we have again another short video uh, to introduce the saddle uh, because I think, especially for Dubai, that's a super interesting product for all our triathletes and as well for all roadies. Who like to sit really in, a, in an aggressive uh, lean forward position so will if you don't mind just start the video please for us thank you sure a lot of times that means to travel away from my son and wife and of course that's not always easy and you're leaving them at home but you know okay this is something i need to do to actually perform I like to surround myself with really good athletes or athletes who are better than me. When you're able to test yourself in adversity, I think that that's what helps you get stronger mentally. I try to get rid of, of the word fear. It's really important for me to, to step back and just think of and realizing that I'm really like, I'm doing what I was dreaming of. Thank you, Will. Um, the saddle is really fantastic. We had really good success. And I, I think really you, you looked at many, many different points. And I like obviously that the, the rails are a little bit longer um, to, to have more adjustment. Is this feedback you get from the pro riders that they need more adjustability to get their, their position more and better dialed in? Yes, uh, not only on the rails, but also especially uh, our success for that product is the uh, leg room that you can have on the side and the padding, the softness, 
and the overall shape. So these are, this saddle was produced with the collaboration of Patrick Lange and the BMC B15 that are one rider and a team sponsorship by Salitalia since a couple of years. And we passed one year of development with them. So with several, I started with the first saddle of Patrick Lange and we provided him our Iron Evo that was the previous model. And then I made several optimization until full carbon mold and et cetera, in order to reach the new product. So this was really, really one year of development. And this saddle is really working well. And for just for the information, Katrina Matthews of the BMC B15 won the Ironman uh, Dinia uh, this week. Okay. So with this saddle. <laughs> So she was super happy about that. She won the 100 miles TT in uh, in UK as well with okay. this saddle. She was super comfortable on that. So we are really, really proud to uh, come back in the triathlon fields uh, really with our strong products. Yeah. I like the details that you have a cover, uh, which is an anti-slip cover uh, to give really good stability for the saddle. Oh, I like that little detail, the red little rubber. Uh, when you wreck the bike, that you protect the rail and that, that the bike stays stays in a secure place. Uh, that's really good. And I'm sure when you when you're riding 90 or 180 kilometer on your bike, you have a lot of time to think, and you don't want to think about an issue with your saddle. So I think you uh, you, you did an uh, amazing job. And obviously, working with these athletes um, is is very helpful. I'm sure. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, absolutely. So in this saddle, I think there's a lot of cool feature and tech details that seems to be easy to uh, to be managed, but yes. are really, really difficult. So this is a real nice and cool detail just because you are putting your uh, bike sometimes on the rack and you want to save your carbon rates and you want that the bike slips down. And then you have here a small lip of anti-slip cover uh, and the shape is flat in order to have the possibility to move forward and back until you find the correct position. And then what is more important for me is that the widest part of the saddle is, on, is completely on the back compared to other saddles, mm -hmm. because you are going to use probably the most part of the saddle that's from the center to the nose. So yes. the goal was to have a bigger and wider nose in 50 millimeter, okay? Yes because 60 sometimes creates some rubbing problem yeah. inside and uh, a thickness higher padding compared to standard root saddle. So here there's a, a big padding with uh, a, um, a density that is lower compared to a normal root saddle and a big cut out until the end of the saddle. So uh, these are all feedbacks coming from the development with Patrick Lange and uh, BNC V15. So, uh, we are having an, uh, a lot of success with this, not only on the Triton feed, but a lot of feedbacks from our uh, end customer that they, they are super happy about that. So we are more than proud. Do you feel it's more difficult to develop a road saddle or a Triton saddle? Oh, uh, a Triton saddle. Mm -hmm. Because uh, the Triton saddle and sector or discipline is an extreme way of using the bike. Mm -hmm. So you are riding a lot of kilometers in a narrow position that normally is in a really uh, uncomfortable position. Yeah. 
So imagine that uh, a customer has to ride for hours and hours just in the front of the saddle is something really, really difficult to manage. Yeah. And then uh, it's impossible to think to produce thousands of uh, sizes and shapes for all the customers. So normally the goal is to find a shape that can fit not the 100% of the rider, but a lot of them, probably the 80, 90% of the rider. That's why a small size in the total width, uh, a medium width of the nose uh, and a flat shape can fit more rider compared to other shapes. So producing a TT saddle in terms of softness, stability, room leg here, and uh, being able to uh, have riders, pro riders riding that for hours and hours was really, really difficult for me. Uh, but at the end we succeeded and we are really happy. We are really happy. We see maybe from Triathlon going into the road sector, we see the short nose saddle because of the, uh, the, the Triathlon side was always using a bit of a shorter saddle. Mm -hmm. And now we see this as well completely adapted into, into road cycling. Uh, exactly. What was the main motivation? Was it as well a UCI rule that people wanted to sit and put the saddle a bit further forward? Or what do you think is the real, uh, the real highlight of having a short nose saddle? So it started from the UCI rules. So uh, um, the pro riders was demanding to have a most, uh, uh, the, the most forward position with the saddle, but as a limitation okay, yes. between the bottom bracket and uh, the end of the saddle in the front yes. zone. And it starts at everything uh, from that point. But then at the end, we, we have discovered that apart from the weight, because so it's obvious that taking out material brings a lighter saddle, okay? And these saddles short, that are shorter are even more good looking, especially on smaller sizes, for example, for women bikes. And uh, it's more easy to find the position where the uh, uh, skating bones should be. So. The, the correct sitting position is where the saddle is uh, wider, okay, and not in central zone. So, taking out a part of the saddle helps the customer to stay more seated here and find their position more easily. Okay, very good. Very good. Interesting. Yeah. Um, we've seen obviously in, in the last years that more people use these shorter saddles. Do you still have a demand on long saddles, or is this completely completely gone? Ah, it's nearly completely gone, but still we have some models uh, like the old SLR old flight still uh, in our range. Uh, but on performance range, uh, a lot of customers are demanding for short saddles. So at the moment, we are trying to pass to everything uh, to, to the short nose saddle. Yes. Uh, on commuting side, for example, or uh, tracking saddles and etc. etc. Uh, the saddle is still long let's say, mm -hmm. and um, the customer are not demanding for uh, having a short saddle in that, in that segment. So uh, for sure, the standard saddle will continue to exist probably on other sector. Mm -hmm. If you, in the past, we have seen obviously that uh, when it came to cycling or to tire size, that we went from 20 uh, millimeter to 23 to 25 to 28 exactly. as a big change. What do you have you seen and what do you expect to come in the future for saddles? What's the What's the new things we can expect? Do you have any, any important changes you have seen in the past years? And what can we expect from Italia? Can you share anything with us? Uh, so this is a good uh, question. Um, what I can expect is, first of all, the sustainability. 
So I expect in general from, from cycling um, more sustainable process and products. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, we are working on that. We have just uh, uh, announced a uh, new saddle, uh, sportive saddle, performance saddle that is recyclable and that is uh, made without uh, uh, the use of glues and etc. And that this is a green saddle that okay. is handmade around here in uh, 20 kilometers. So it's a, like, let's say a zero kilometer saddle production. Okay. And so first of all, this one. Uh, second of all, some process that can bring more to customization. So the utopia of the saddle is that every person has his own in terms yeah. of stiffness, padding, uh, uh, rails, uh, and shape. And now this is impossible to produce at the moment. So I probably expect some uh, process, low cost process in order to produce your own custom saddle. Yes. So I think this could be the good goal uh, where to push. Anyway, uh, we have uh, some certain shapes like flight and SLR and nose that works since years. So the statistics says that uh, these models are still uh, selling a lot. And yeah. there are a lot of old customer and new customer that are using those, uh, those shapes. So this means that this shape more or less fits everyone. So just having the possibility to choose the correct size, so small or large, and the correct out-out with a correct shape, this works. So probably at the moment, there's no need to have a complete customization of the saddle, mm -hmm. but we will see. It's a good thing to think for the future. Mm -hmm. I think as well, obviously, we are in Dubai and we're always looking for the best possible solution. We have Wolfies as well looking for the best possible solution for Absolutely. the customer. And, and if you could dream and make the best saddle possible, what would you do? Would you go fully customized and then have the option maybe in the future that people really can choose everything? Is this something you're planning in the next years to have a fully customized option? Yes, uh, we, we, it's something that we are thinking, I'm thinking too, but yes. still probably the way of production and the cost will be still too much high. So, uh, I think probably uh, that will be easier to have a sustainable pro products mm -hmm. compared to a full custom products. Mm -hmm. But then also in our range, we have the, on the same set, on the same shape, different sizes, different padding, different with gel, with, uh, so, uh, with different rates. So we have still a huge offerings uh, without thinking to a full customization. So. Uh, the more offering we have and well communicated and explained to our customer towards our instrument uh, in the shop, uh, towards uh, um, uh, the ID match experience that you, every customer can do on our uh, website, I think is quite enough at the moment. So uh, probably also uh, producing still lightweight saddle could be uh, a good challenge to face uh, for the future. So having a saddle like this one, that is the SP01 Dallara, that is uh, co-produced with Dallara, that is an uh, automotive brand that produces uh, shell for Formula One and high-tech uh, cars. It's a saddle that is super lightweight, full mm -hmm. carbon, and that lasts kilometers and kilometers. So uh, producing this kind of high-tech products is still a challenge for us.
yes. and being still on the top of uh, the standard producers as likeness is, uh, is not so easy. So for sure, we are going to maintain the likeness as our focus uh, with the comfort as well. Very nice. Nico, thank you so much. We learned a lot about saddles. It was fantastic. Um, I think uh, 120 years, I, I, we can really tell there's a lot of experience in it. And I think really um, speaking from, from so many years, I'm, I'm in the industry, Sell Italia stands really for the best saddles in the market. It's really outstanding what you've done. And I think you made really, really many cyclists and, and pro cyclists and amateur cyclists very happy with your product. So please send my regards from all of us to, to the team and uh, keep up the, the great work. And we really appreciate it. We're very proud to be your partner in the Middle East region. Uh, we're looking forward to many more exciting products and uh yeah wish you all the best and stay stay healthy um, yeah you too guys and thanks for having me in your talk it was yeah. really really interesting and uh, i hope to have another chance in the future to talk about other topics with you and i will be available every time for you to to speak about saddles and how to choose them thank you very much it's very kind of you on the 23rd we're speaking to a good friend of mine steve smith from castelli and I'm yeah. sure you have some great stories as well to tell. So stay tuned and uh, stay tuned at Wolfie's Talks. And thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Mirko. Th thank, thank you, you guys. Time. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank bye. You, bye.